0: With handle art to scar trolls and charge tolls to cross world your bandits are catacombs of giant doors. Protect the chest stores and stores legendary items with the dragon bones and iron. It's ore. a grand theft of milk scrolls, Simons Questler, toe and earl, rocking shoes to every clue, Easter eggs and gaming news. The police need some bad dudes to crash a crew like bandicoot. all shit of game and English, and control the shoes.
1: English Control Issues Yes, yes, y'all Yes, y'all, yes, y'all Well, this is Control Issues I am the AMC
0: And this is A-Dub You can find us at Control-Issues.com That dash is a hyphen Use it accordingly You can also go to your podcast provider Whoever that may be Look for Control Issues Download it Subscribe to it Rate it Review it uh, also, <laughs> also go to twitch.tv Slash control issues pod Where you put up gameplay videos For your viewing pleasure uh, Also go <laughs> Also go to twitter My control issues is the handle AFC how you handling things uh,
1: Handling things well We are now in November Movember. And for people who are growing out Their mustaches representing um, Yeah other than that I have been actually been keeping it pretty simple this week. Started Dune, didn't finish it. Movie's incredibly long. I am about like two hours into it. I'm actually really enjoying it. I never saw the original Dune, so I'm learning all about the Spice Wars and the movie's kicking ass as far as uh, I can tell so far in the movie at least. Uh, other than that, I've been on a weird kick of watching classic fo- uh, basketball games. <laughs> so I've just been Interesting. Yeah, I've just been typing in Classic basketball YouTube and see what pops up. And it's if it's interesting enough. Basically, I've been watching old Steph Curry games just to see, you know, like when that dude was just he's still on fire, but when there was he was untouchable, like his when his three point percentage was over 50%. And so it was just wherever he was on the court, he was an assassin. And so he just needed to be guarded at this point. Now they just double team him the moment he gets the ball. But back then they were aware, but they weren't aware. (laughs) And he would just totally make people look so so bad for not just staying in his like side pocket the entire game. So it was just it's just a masterpiece to to watch Steph Curry and, and his finest. I'd say around like the 2016, 2015 era. That's enough of that. Hey Dub, how how's your week been?
0: Week has been pretty good. Just working, you know, making sure I'm making smart, healthy decisions. I, I got up to about 190. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I, I got back up to 190 and I was like, all right, got to lock it down. So just tightened up, stopped eating, eating the little snacks and stuff at work, just stuck to being real strict. Got my protein, got my, my fiber tight, cut down on the carbs and the sugar. This morning, woke up 181. <laughs> so it's nice to be in control of my health and my body knowing that if i need to i can just lock it down and get right back where i need to put on my my nice form fitting shirt went out got some chicken sandwiches one of my favorite restaurants popped back up a new location so went over to fat birds with a ph make sure you guys check that out if you're in the los angeles area and yeah, man, other than that, saw some some old co-workers, and we had a great time. Really missed them, so it was good seeing them. We got a gang
1: of sushi, so that was excellent. Uh, and that's about that. Hell yeah. So I was hanging out with co-workers, losing weight, handling all that business. How about gaming, Adele? Uh, what you been playing?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not supposed to be playing games. I'm supposed to be focusing <laughs> on my professional life, but... uh I've been playing a lot of Returnal okay. because I decided, you know, it's time for me to go for the true ending, start going for the platinum,
1: and, you know, the, playing them. Cloud saves
0: Keep The cloud saves going. We'll <laughs> talk about that later. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I discovered the final weapon. Uh, I haven't started developing any of the, the traits for it yet. Um, still unlocking additional weapon traits. For all the weapons I've already discovered, just tightening up my play style, learning, learning all the enemies, mastering their movements, getting better at taking down the high level enemies, You know, learning different synergies with the different artifacts and parasites, still unlocking items, caching in my data cubes. But uh, I'm trying to, like I said, I'm trying to get the platinum. So I finished the surveys for the first biome. And I'm almost done with the survey for the fourth biome. I'm really enjoying level four, so I'm spending a lot of time there. And level five is awesome too. But um, started finding what are known as sun fragments or sun crust fragments. I don't even know what those are for. I've never seen anybody mention those. At the same token, I've I've only seen probably about one or two people who said they had the platinum for the game, but they never like talked about what went into that. I'm very you know, kind of surprised that people haven't talked about the story of Returnal or what the true ending is, because it was pretty interesting what it was putting forth. And I'm still trying to figure out everything. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and figuring out why people haven't been talking about it. But yeah, love and Returnal. Uh Forza Horizon 5 has come along and it actually went into early access back on Friday, November 5th. However, you know, the way my bank account is set up, I want to make sure that, you know, all my cash is good <laughs> before I spring on that premium edition. So after, after we finish recording the show, I'm going to go and get into Forza 5. However, to get ready for that, I've been dabbling a little bit back into the world of Forza Horizon 4 and much to my surprise playground, In a way to celebrate the launch of Forza Horizon 5, they gifted a 2020 Corvette Stingray in Forza Horizon 4. This was one of the main vehicles I wished Forza Horizon 4 had. It's one of the main vehicles I was looking forward to driving when Forza Horizon 5 came out. So it was a very nice surprise to have both of those things happen, sort of. And yeah, took that out taking it around. Uh, Kind of fortunately, but unfortunately, it also is the week that the season changed to winter and I was just sliding all over the place. (laughs) I I could not keep the car on the road. And then, you know, just by some, just by, you know, good gaming etiquette and good car guy knowledge, I was like, wait a minute, let me go see if I could change my tire compound and give myself some more grip. And of course, looking through the upgrades, I found snow tires. So that made it so that I could keep the car on the road, you know, still a little slippery. You gotta be careful, but at least it handles more closely to, you know, the standard racing conditions. So, you know, did a did a couple races. I think the first one I did, I came in first place like it was nothing because that's what your boy does. And then the second race, I would not nowhere near the front. So I was like, whatever, I'm out. Best I did was fifth place. And that's fine. Um, I'm debating whether or not once I get into Forza Horizon 5, if I'm going to bump up to the next difficulty. Currently, I'm on highly skilled. So I'm thinking about going to expert Uh, after that is pro and then unbeatable so i don't think i'm ready for either of those however i might i might get an expert we'll see highly skilled is about where i want to be but i've heard some excellent things about the tweaks and changes that they made to the way the cars feel and handle in forza horizon 5 so if that results in me being a tighter racer then i'm definitely gonna bump it up to expert yeah that's that's what i've been getting into but amc what have you been playing
1: oh You know forza is doing really well right now so i can't wait to hear about it next week when you when you get your hands on the, on them sticks get behind the wheel oh, you you're not just gonna hear about it you're gonna
0: see about it oh hell yeah I'm gonna be streaming that nice.
1: <laughs> yeah so um played one game this week that was a hyper focus on Metroid Dread Pushed through that uh Friday Saturday night put in them hours just enjoyed it don't have much new to say got a lot of new abilities I will just reiterate that the game is just very well paced. There's even a point where I got an ability and I felt like I didn't even get enough time to really appreciate that ability before I got another ability on top of that. <laughs> so you know, the game is just well paced. Uh, I have heard on, I heard on another show that I listened to that, you know, a guy mentioned that he also got stuck. That was a thing that I had said at one point uh, earlier on in the game, I got stuck completely backtracked and I didn't need to and eventually figured out where I need to move next and push forward and since then the game has been a breeze now I'd say that the game is just it's it's made very well in that it's pretty simple the fact that you know that it's a metroidvania uh, a lot of it is centered around what new abilities you get and then utilizing those new abilities to gain access to a place that you didn't have before and so one of the things that I just do now is right when I get an ability, if I say I don't know where to go next, I just immediately pull up the map and just look around because you, you'll you see all these different uh, types of doors and things along those lines or just platforms. And you'll realize that there's an area, there, there's a door that I never went through. And it'll, it'll say like had a power shield or something along those lines. And quickly, you just think about what ability did you just get? And could that ability get you now past that point? And if odds are, it's a yes, then you know exactly where to head to and you just make your way towards that place on the map. So it's like one of those things where they're not going to hold your hand, but that's something you had mentioned in the previous show with, um, I guess, in regards to Souls games is they're trying to teach you and so you have to keep your eyes open and, and stay aware of what is what's being gained in that moment so that you know that the odds are that thing is going to come into play in the next thing that you come up that you bump up against. And so with that being that it's metroidvania is just always think about the ability you just got and then look at the map and try to figure out where is a place that you can gain access where you didn't have that ability when you didn't have that ability before. And so, yeah, with that, it's just now that I'm working with that knowledge, the game has just been an absolute not not gonna say a breeze because i definitely die on these boss fights but as far as progression it's been an awesome just trek to make my way to my ship and hopefully get the hell off of this planet and take out all these x's but that's all i have to say about metroid dread a dub let's get right into this so you can get into that forza let's get into these topics of the week Hot topics of the week from
0: <laughs> Get ready I, the, the gears are spinning in my head I'm in uh, top gear right now I'm So I'm oh so yeah,
1: excited Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you want to lead off Adele? What you got for the first topic of the week Top topic okay.
0: of the Week, week. Well I've Done enough gushing about Forza uh, let's let's start with some bad news. Let's start with the higher level bad news. Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 have been delayed. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. So this is bad news, but it, it in indirectly gives us some concrete news about Diablo 4. And I'll get into that just a little bit. But basically with everything that's going on with Activision Blizzard as well as the way the world is now, they realize that they need some extra time. You know, they're shipping a lot of personnel internally and it's they need to they need to rearrange their development pipeline. So they were shooting for having these two games hit in twenty twenty two. However, they have now been rescheduled to twenty twenty three or beyond. Now, interesting note here, that means that Diablo 4 was supposed to come out next year. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the little bit, that's the little bit of interesting news that you can infer from this Overwatch 2, you know, take all the time you need. people still play and love the original and people who have the original, they're going to be able to play overwatch two multiplayer for free. You just have to buy the game. If you want to get the single player campaign, Diablo four, we're still getting quarterly updates. They have a new, they have a new lead on the game. We covered that, I believe last week or the week before. So, you know, things are coming along there and the more time these games get, the better. We know how blizzard works. It's, you know if they turned both of those games around by next year first of all number one that would have easily just made next year the greatest game in gaming hands down along with q1 and starfield coming in november mm. but, yeah can you dude can you imagine horizon forbidden west saints row reboot seafood elden ring gran turismo uh, what did you say? Triangle strategy. Triangle strategy. strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Triangle <laughs> strategy. Um, it, then Starfield, Diablo 4, Overwatch
1: 2, uh, <laughs> God uh, of War. Uh,
0: <laughs> that is yeah. utterly insane. So, yeah, it was a little too good to be true. But, you know, it, it would have been awesome if they made it in that 2022 window. AMC, how do you feel about these massive delays?
1: Oh man. Uh you know, it's it's unfortunate because I will say I was extremely looking forward to Diablo 4. I think I even said it doesn't matter what comes out around the time Diablo 4 drops because all those games would be pushed aside in my eyes. Yeah. So because of that that is just that that hype that's unfortunate it's a little deflating but I mean when the game comes the game comes and I'll play the fucking shit out of it. But, you know, it's uh it's it's just a little unfortunate i've been i've been getting a little excited i haven't been keeping up with all the you know the the developer updates and things that they've shown with the game so clearly they've they, you know they've been communicating with their community and just staying on top of you know just slowly feeding out these little nuggets of information about the game and i know everybody was pretty pretty hungry for that next diablo so that's sure. a little unfortunate uh as far as overwatch goes i know Some people, I'm sure there are some people who are like, "Well, the first Overwatch has now kind of run its course, so this is going to be this is going to be a big blow to the franchise." But I think it's like one of those things. One, the people who are playing, as far as in the leagues, if there's one thing you know about people who play games professionally, is that the less change, the better, because they've already kind of figured out like how to you know manipulate the system as much as possible, and so whenever you see like just like i remember what was it call of duty anytime they had they would implement a patch where there was a nerf or a buff to a certain weapon all of a sudden the death threat the death threats would start coming out (laughs) to the developers and so with that i feel like um you know when they're ready to get out the next overwatch uh i'll be ready for it to see especially to see what that is and to see what changes they made and what leaps they they took with that with that game but i'm not in too big of a rush to get to the next overwatch so that's not as big of a deal for me i'm sure there are people who are super excited to you know finally get to see what uh an overwatch game with a campaign would look like but i think the delay isn't necessarily going to kill the hype of overwatch 2 it just delays the hype and so whenever that game comes much like diablo 4 i'm sure it's going to you know make a make a make an earthquake make make it an earth shattering you know release date uh, that that's gonna you know create waves and so when that time comes it will come and i'll be super excited
0: and then all the people who said that overwatch is just selling you half a game doesn't have enough (laughs) content and you you finally get your single player campaign so then you can tell us how that sucks
1: yeah (laughs) and i mean if anything with me the delay, like the, the time in between games, if anything, builds a little more excitement for me because there was a part of me when Overwatch 2 was announced, it was kind of like, oh, right, so we're kind of getting Overwatch, but now it's going to have a campaign. So with that, at least more time away, if it is a little more like samey or similar, it'll still feel fresh just because I haven't literally played Overwatch since I want to say like 2018 or so. So that's going to be... Quite a little almost like over almost a decade, so the game will be fresh by that point. So I'm looking forward to that at least. Well, the real
0: question, AMC, is: Are you looking forward to dumping another 800 hours of your life into Diablo with your boy Ada online?
1: I know that is that is probably the the most heartbreaking part about this is just how much I was looking forward to just getting that first real PlayStation Five multiplayer experience down. So. You know, unfortunately, it's it's looking like that's going to be Elden Ring, but we'll we'll get into that later. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) I forgot we were going to talk about that today. (laughs) Oh lord, so much good stuff is happening. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. So as yeah, as you said, we lose one, but it's not like there isn't just a murderer's row of great titles still coming next. Um, I mean, I I
0: mean, it's (laughs) like. Diablo Four and Overwatch Two are on the bench, waiting to come into the game. But we still got the starters out there, fresh. Yeah, <laughs> it's a all star lineup. Yeah, it's like having LeBron, Curry. Oh, what? What? What's his face? There was a really With Kevin good, Durant, K, KD. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when someone who isn't in the sports tries to like list off. Popular yeah. sports My, player
1: Michael Jordan, Larry Bird.
0: It's like having Kobe, LeBron, <laughs> Jordan, Magic,
1: <O> Jackson
0: <laughs> all on the same
1: team. Yes.
0: God. Well, yeah, let's get into our next topic of the week. Top topic, topic of, of the, the week.
1: week. Got another delay. Yeah, what do we got there, Adub?
0: Another one. Marvel's Midnight Suns delayed it to the second half of 2022. Mm. And I forgot that that was scheduled for March, too. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. but according to, according to Take-Two Interactive, this delay is due in part to games and game technology getting increasingly complex. So this is something a lot of people fail to acknowledge or simply don't want to because that would mean that oh now i now i have to cope (laughs) instead of just being angry i want to be mad i don't understand but yeah it's the same thing we always say like games get bigger they get more complex even the most simple game like whenever you see these indie games that have pixelated graphics and people say things like oh i could have played this on my super nintendo we always say you could not because the things that it's doing under the hood and the amount of horsepower that's going into making it run with rock solid performance with the modern visual techniques that are applied to those pixels makes the game just way greater than anything that the super nintendo could possibly handle so that goes for all games i mean marvel midnight suns tactical turn base with a a card based combat system, which is an incredible combination on top of it being Marvel, which is the way that you do this. So I was looking forward to this game immensely, even though it slipped my mind (laughs) because there's just so many great games to keep track of. My wallet's gonna be hurting next year, but you know, moving it to the second half of 2022, that's not bad because Starfield right now, that's out at the end of the year all by itself. So it needs a little company. Marvel's Midnight Suns will definitely help keep it warm while we work through Q1 and beyond. AMC, how do you feel about this delay?
1: Yeah, as you said, um, or, you know, with any type of delay, it's a little unfortunate. But as you said, it was coming out during an already stacked, you know, just release cycle. And so... This might actually help out Midnight Suns, give a little more breathing room to really stand out on its own. You know, it's funny uh, hearing other outlets report this. You can really see the the opinion skew the viewpoint on how they deliver the story. And so when I heard the, the initial delay, uh, a lot of people were saying like, oh, they're you know there is such a negative reaction to the card system that they're probably delaying this to rework it. <laughs> yada yada yada. yada. No, that's not
0: what's happening. <laughs> yeah,
1: when it's when it's something that we've been saying is that like, and you hear this with you know it it kind of brings in a lot of topics that you know that we bring up every week, which is you know just the cost of video games and. Uh, you know, just the heads of studios saying, "Yeah, games are getting more expensive because they're getting more complicated, and you see it here, like it's usually with the delays as of late, a lot of it's been having to do with you know covid related like oh we we're not in the office, and so we're now adjusting to a new work environment, blah blah blah, and that's leading to delays. But this one is just straight to the point where it's we have new technology, and we're now learning how to work with that new technology in order to make this game and it which also like kind of goes into other points where when people see games and they're like why does this look like the previous generation or like why does this not have like all these new innovations it's you don't give a person just a new piece of hardware and then suddenly they just know how to take full advantage of it because there's like in general, one you have your old foundation of everything that you've been working on. You implement all these new things. You don't know how they're going to interact, and so there's all these there's all these moving pieces that you have to now bring together while also trying to do something new at the same time. And so I, I actually appreciate just the full on honesty with this one, as opposed to you know the generic like ah, because of COVID this game is going to be delayed. Don't ask questions. Um, and so yeah, you see why the industry is like just really thinking about how they can you know, just rework this whole development. And with that, the cost of development, things along those lines. And so, you know, it's unfortunate that this is going to get delayed, but at least uh, it's not too far of a delay. We'll see it probably, what, from what I read in the article around July to December, so just later in the year, so not too bad. And whenever it comes, hopefully, you know, they take this time to, you know, actually also in, in a way, like develop it a little bit more and put some, some, you know extra cool features on top of what they've already displayed so far and so with that I'm fortunate, but it's still coming coming out next year which means next year is still on pace to be one of the greatest years in gaming
0: like at my job we switched to a new accounting system <laughs> we didn't know how to use it <laughs> we had to be trained how to use it we know how to do accounting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got that down. It's just a matter of using the new tools and technology that have come along to simplify the process of what it is we do on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Like just like you could give me a new car today, I don't know how to drive it. Mm-hmm. I won't necessarily know how to cut on the AC and like do all the blinkers and change all the all the settings and make everything work. I'm going to have to Fiddle around with it read the manual figure things out like it's like is there anything in your life where someone has given you someone new and you just automatically knew how to use it perfectly
1: no (laughs) yeah (laughs) exactly um you make
0: games you got new hardware start making start making late cycle games at the beginning (laughs) that's (laughs) not how that works
1: yeah. I'm glad you brought up that analogy. That was a perfect one. Uh, if you've ever worked at a company and had to deal with a migration to a new system, it, there's always a ton of frustration because, you know, they look at it, especially when you look at game uh, game developers and you just think developer, which means I'm assuming this guy is a computer science major and just can get a hold of any system and know how to rework it in a way. But if you worked in any type of industry, um, where there has been a migration, a lot of times you have a developer show up to the office one day who knows the system and then they have to explain to you how to do your job in that system. So it's not like people just, because they know how to use a computer, they can now just use every computer the same mm-hmm. way. Like people have very specific defined jobs and they just need to learn how to manipulate those tools for them to be able to do that job. And so, yeah, it's... um. This would completely explain why anytime we go into a new hardware cycle, those first couple of years are typically, you know, the more rougher years, the, the the great games come, you know, fewer and far between. And then as the generation builds, that momentum builds and you just... The hit after hit after hit and then by the end of the generation you're just getting some of the best games you've ever seen in your life and so yeah um, this makes total sense we're definitely still early in the generation i mean what they just came out last year like the consoles at the it's end of still, last year
0: still not a year old
1: yeah and so it makes total sense that especially with the games that are you know cross-gen they're bumping up this thing where they're trying to you know develop games on both hardware as well also being able to utilize all the new features of the the, I guess the, the next gen hardware while making it compatible with the previous gen. And so there's just a lot of factors in place and, you know, it'll be a little bit before they can really just get that true next gen experience with all the, you know, all the bells and whistles and all the new innovations that come along with that. And so this, I like this story because it just sets up everything else that's coming down the line <laughs> all right, as so far as all the negativity. To
0: compound the the training and the new technology thing even further. When you, have, when you bring in the new system at work and you do the training with all the people, it's not like it's perfect then either because every company is unique and every workflow is unique. We still, to this day, like we've been using the new accounting system for years and they have a bunch of clients. They have answers to all our questions or most of our questions, but every now and then we show them some shit and they're like, yeah, I've never seen that. Or we ask them some shit. It's like, oh yeah, we should, we'll talk over that with our engineers. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cause for now you got to live with it. Like we, it's, it's always something new that can be learned. There's always something that can be done better. There's always a little extra functionality or QOL to squeeze out of anything. And it's, it's always a learning process. So cut these developers some slack. It's their goal and their desire to give us the best possible games that they can. They want to implement all the new technology. They want to make games more complex. That stuff takes time. It takes money. Stop sending death threats. Stop trolling. Quit being little belly bitches and just wait for the greatness to grace you because when it start, when that valve opens, it, no pun intended with steam and all that, but when that valve opens and the hits just start pouring out, because I mean even China getting in the game now and they are coming out to make a statement. Like I've shown AMC probably half a dozen Chinese games coming out. All of them look different yet Somehow they're similar in their aesthetic and their, their mysticism, but they all look phenomenal, have top-notch visual quality, gameplay looks nuanced and exciting. So gaming continues to grow. Great games continue to become more commonplace. There's not enough time to talk about, enjoy, or like, even hate on all the great stuff. That's coming out, so people need to chill the fuck out. But let's get into the next topic
1: of the week. Topic Topic of of the the week, week. you know, like just stay on top of these delays. This is a yeah, this is a. We'll say it's a a smaller scale delay as far as impact, but uh, we learned that Ubisoft has some delays as well, a dub. Oh no, Ubisoft has announced. (laughs) <laughs> Not the division live service game. <laughs> oh, yes, it is that uh, they Ubisoft has delayed Prince of Persia, Santa Times remake, and the Division Heartland. Oh. They don't mention the live service free to play division game. Damn. Yeah, so uh, what we've learned, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time remake was previously delayed after its announcement in September last year. Tom Clancy's The Division Heartland was announced earlier this year, targeting an initial release window of late 2021, early 2022. Now both games are will be releasing after April 2022. So look, looking like a similar delay to Midnight Suns, more towards the, the latter half of the year now. Okay. Um, how do you feel? I mean, we're, we're on the delay train. How do you feel about these delays?
0: Uh, well, uh, I want to see what's going on with this division live service game, because uh, I desperately want a division three at some point, And I hope it would be current gen only. Uh, and so far as Prince of Persia, I kind of feel bad for that game, but Ubisoft did that to themselves because they could have, they could have went a little further. With their remake, <laughs> like those visuals, you don't think
1: they were they were doing the uh, what is it the the Sonic the bait and Switch? The, yeah, the Sonic bait and Switch.
0: <laughs> Probably, but like, I I wouldn't be surprised because that would make total sense. Like, let's show this to them now, just to just to get all that hate out, and then make them feel like they won <laughs> by by us making the game we were gonna make. Anyway. So who knows? But you know, it it's. I think it, that game needed it. Like, I feel bad because it felt it felt in the same vein as Halo Infinite when that was revealed. And thinking about it now, I wouldn't doubt if 343 also did a bait switch on that. <laughs> <laughs> because the night and day difference from how it looks is. Incredible, but at the same token, it's still the same game that they showed. so (laughs) Like, did you did you really win just because you got a higher res gorilla enemy that you're going to shoot in the face in the fraction of a second and run past? Like, that's really what you're about. But I'm I'm not going to dig into that. However, I am interested to see what the additional time is going to do for the Prince of Persia remake, and I just want to see what's going on with this division free to play game. I don't think I'm going to play it. free-to-play games just you know they haven't really made the free-to-play game that I'm interested in yet I don't have anything against them being free-to-play or you know microtransaction driven if that's going to be a thing but it's just usually when they're free-to-play they don't they don't go to that level that I want games to go to in order to get my attention, but it's the division. So I'm going to give it a chance when I do get to, get to see it and maybe I might play it or just hold out for a proper division three, even though we know Ubisoft massive is working on the star Wars game, which I'm far more interested in than anything else at the moment. But AMC, how do you feel?
1: Yeah. Uh, similar vein. I never played Prince of Persia Sands the Time, so that game isn't as much on my radar, but as, as a big fan of the division two, I was curious to see how this game would turn out. Just due to the reaction the moment they saw free-to-play, uh, people were just like, oh, this game can't be done well, blah, blah, blah. It's being developed by a different group of people than Massive. So who knows how this is going to turn out? So part of me was actually curious. I felt like this was the in-between division game until we get the until we got the true next gen version of the division, which I imagine is going to be just on another level. So you know, just it delays my it just delays my curiosity, I guess, of how this game was going to turn out. But I mean, it'll be coming eventually, uh, and when it does, hopefully, hopefully they will. You know, with especially with Ubisoft announcing that they plan to do kind of a more live service version of their their main franchises when it comes to Assassin's Creed and some of their other big ones. Uh, this one, this is kind of the I guess canary in the coal mine to see what we can expect and so with that delay maybe they're trying to make sure that they can get all that polish in on this before they release it to then kind of set the tone for what we can expect for the other franchises moving forward and so whenever we see it we'll see it and we'll know if they they have this on the right foot or not that's all i got for that story a dub you want to get into the next topic of the week
0: topic of the week so this is a bit of a follow-up story uh last week we let you guys know that Returnal has finally got a suspend feature as well as a photo mode, but nobody gives a damn about the photo mode. They just wanted that suspend feature. And I'm I'm still looking and slowly starting to see all the suspend mode people who held out on the game until that was implemented, starting to consistently realize that, oh, wait, the game is still hard. (laughs) so that's a fun realization however not too long after the suspend feature was added somebody had to go a step further returnals suspend feature can apparently be turned into a full save so much like the reasoning that the developer provided as to why they didn't have a suspend feature in the first place Someone has figured out that you can suspend the game, upload your save to the cloud, and then if anything happens to you, you just bring down your cloud save and go right back to that same point. So people are going to be save scumming. It's a cumbersome process, apparently. However, that's never stopped anybody from... Jeez. going against yeah to go against the intent of the developer <laughs> to do whatever the fuck they want in order to get the experience they're looking for instead of trying to enjoy things as the people who spent millions of dollars and years of their lives intended them to amc how do you feel about this are you gonna play return on now <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah uh it's a funny one it is what it is i mean you you give people something, you give people an inch and they take a mile. <laughs> so the and like, they take your game apart. <laughs> yeah. And uh so, I mean, whatever it, it, it sucks in one way, just for the, the purest in me. But another part for me is like, well, maybe this gets more units sold of eternal. And then just kind of justifies that game as more of a win than it already was to then justify more triple a roguelikes because, you know, when, when this game first initially launched, people were just like, how can you charge $70 for this? It's a roguelike. Nobody likes roguelikes, blah, blah, blah. But yet, apparently, a lot of people wanted to play this game, and they were only upset about the save feature. Uh, and so now having this, maybe it uh, the people who are asking, is it safe to go outside? Now mm. they feel comfortable to make their way over. And at this point, um, I mean... The, the game is going to take on a life of its own from the community. I think the people, the real ones, already showed up day one, got to experience the game as it is. And the people who come in who need to exploit shit, save scum, the save scummers, well, now they have, you know, they now have an, a window open for to come out and play this game. And I guess, in a way, if they got this, they can now appreciate the game for what it is, which is, I always heard, even the people who had their issues with it, they always said the game was incredibly fun to play incredible gameplay all the things that are most important about video games they acknowledge but then when it came to uh this is a grandma game and why aren't there saves all that bullshit um you know all that stuff needed to be pushed aside and at least one of those things are is now taken off of that list of things to complain about
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) it's funny to me because people complain because dark souls saves all the time (laughs) <laughs> and then people complain because you can't manually save and return and then people still complain because you can only suspend it's like why don't they just give me a full save feature so oh, like, oh my god like why don't you just play something else <laughs> yeah <laughs> please exactly. unbelievable but whatever the the cat's out of the bag in the cradle <laughs> with the silver spoon and
1: Whatever.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so let's get to the next topic of
1: the week. Top- topic, topic of, of the, the week. week. Let's see what else I got. Uh, you know, this would be a quick one. Sega and Microsoft announced a partnership. A dove. Did they now?
0: Is it? Do I smell an acquisition?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is more of a. uh this is actually similar to a partnership that was announced uh, in the past will we'll now be covered as I'm going through this having to do with their cloud platform. So the two companies have formed an agreement in principle that will explore ways for Sega to produce large scale global games and a next generation development environment built on Microsoft's Azure cloud platform. the cloud is still a thing. Let's keep it going. Microsoft has previously entered a similar agreement with Sony, which saw the two rival platform holders working together on using Microsoft Azure (laughs) to power cloud services and AI technology. The cloud tech has become a major pillar for Microsoft, especially over the past few years with so many people working from home during the pandemic. In its most recent financials, the company reported that almost half of its quarterly revenues, twenty point seven billion, came from Microsoft's cloud service. So um, this is interesting. Uh, so it, there's two parts to the story. One, there's the you know the development, and, I, and this is kind of building off of what we were discussing with the Midnight Sun story, and you know the the ever growing landscape of development as you know. Technology changes, and one of the things that comes into play is they brought up. So this isn't just making games for the cloud; this is developing on the cloud, and that's that's a whole part of this in itself. Um, because they acknowledge in this story that you know, as people are moving to work from home environment the way people are developing that whole system is now that whole process is changing and to have a cloud-based I guess service to develop on is a way to connect people in a better way so that's one part of the aspect of the story and on another part uh, they also discussed this could lead to um Sega's focus on developing as they said global so I guess that being multiplayer live service style of games off, off of microsoft's uh, technology so yeah a lot of a lot of uh, there but yeah it's just showing that the ever-changing landscape I, I believe in like the previous weeks we had also even discussed not necessarily connected to the story but capcom focusing on pc gaming um for for their titles and things on those lines so i think it's just You know, looking forward, a lot of these developers and publishers are just looking to the future and seeing, all right, how things might be differently and what we want to be prepared for for if things go in a certain direction. And so, yeah, these—it's interesting to see that it's was it uh, making for strange bedfellows or whatever, but um, seeing that Sony coming. Over or at least working with Microsoft to prepare for this, this network. And now seeing Sega also jumping on board to work with Microsoft. Uh, we have no idea what the, the fruits of all this labor will be, but it is interesting to see how these different entities are now working together to, you know, future-proof in a way. Absolutely. What do you think about this story, and, uh...
0: I don't really know what to make of it, but if it results in better products and services, as well as possibly better technology for future games, I'm all for it. Partnerships like these are what's necessary to get us closer to what that, that future of gaming might be. So do you think Microsoft, do you think Sega? Can't wait to see the fruits of your labor.
1: Yes, sir. All right, well, let's get into the next topic of the week. Our topic of the week well, I mean... Are we going to finally get into it?
0: <laughs> Should we get into it? I was going to talk about Forza for a bit. Oh, yeah, you can talk about Forza. A little bit. Uh, okay. Forza Horizon 5 has come out. It's getting amazing reviews. It's being regarded as uh, probably the best open-world racing game that there is. A dub here is personally excited for it. I mean, there's not much to go over here. If you're a Forza Horizon fan, you'll you'll be glad to know that all the great things about Forza Horizon 4 were brought into 5 and improved, expanded upon, and added to in various ways because, you know, there's more customization. There's more control with the way that you can make tracks. You know, they've refined the way in which the festival comes together. They've they've changed the pacing in order for you to be able to get more, like, handcrafted showcase races where it really just shows off what the game can offer, what the biomes are all about. You know, there's 500 cars, it's got a performance mode as well as a quality mode, both of which maintain their constant buttery smooth frame rates, the, the quality mode having a 30 frames per second, but what Digital Foundry describes as a filmic quality. When racing, and if you've ever seen any of the videos for the title, then you'd understand exactly what they mean. The quality mode maintains a steady 60 frames per second. Uh, they've tweaked the handling as well as the feel of the vehicles. That way, you know, stuff feels better when you're driving it. So I'm interested to see how it's going to be. I mentioned it a little earlier back in the way you've been playing. Uh, at the same token, they've they've also improved the audio to where the cars sound more unique and different when you use different ones and you can even get the cars and as you're putting parts on them you can rev up the engine and see what the car is going to sound like so you can not only try to squeeze out as much power as you possibly can while you're tuning your car up you can even try to just tune things so you, you get that perfect note when you hit the gas at that moment. You <laughs> get ready to go. Hit hit them with the skirt, and you're good to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I'm geeking out like this. This game is gonna be awesome. I'm gonna be playing tonight, so you're probably gonna see some streams. I'm looking forward to hearing all the comments and getting all the likes because I need y'all to validate me. Validate my purchase. <laughs> no, I don't need none of that shit. I'm going to be enjoying myself, AMC. I hope you enjoy watching those streams. Maybe we'll finally get you into racing games and then I could go knock your ass off the track. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I try to run my clean laps. But yeah, Forza Horizon 5 is doing well. If you get the premium edition, or if you have gotten the premium edition, by the time you You hear this, the early access portion will already be done, but it has been in early access since November 5th. The Premium Edition gets you access to two expansions and a bunch of car packs, so that's something to look forward to. Playground constantly supports their games. You're going to be getting updates as well as little freebies emailed to you in-game, so that's going to be dope. And yeah, AMC, how do you feel about this overwhelming reception to forza horizon five you know manifesting in ig and awarding it a 10 out of 10 which is one of the one of the only times i've ever seen a racing game get high marks like that what did you think
1: i thought it was absolutely awesome uh the build up to this i know you've your excitement me i, I I've never played a Forza game, so the first time I saw Forza was at your house. uh What was that? Forza right, or that was Forza what? The one with oh, the wait,
0: oh, oh, Forza Horizon Four.
1: Forza. So, so that, that was, was very the last fun. game. Yes, yeah, so that's the first time I've ever seen a Forza game in person, and that game looked absolutely beautiful. It was a last gen game, still looked absolutely beautiful on your Xbox Series X. Yeah, those one X enhances one. yeah yeah boy and yeah seeing lego and all that good stuff it was an absolutely awesome game to just see in person as mentioned i've never really been into the racing genre um but i will say this i'm also not one of those people that because i'm not into it i judge it unfairly because it's like well if it doesn't interest me then it's not that great yeah i look at it like anything else like even like horror games those survival horror games that i don't get into if I see one do well, I think, oh, that's absolutely awesome. The people who love this thing, I got a very good version of that, and that's why I feel with this. Seeing that this game got a ten out of ten on IGN, it's they're constantly improving, and it really showed in the review. To the untrained eye, you would see, like, I I would look at it and be, think, like, oh, this is like a prettier Forza game. But as I one, I saw the review and it was eleven minutes long. I was like, damn, eleven minutes on Forza. All right, let's see. Yeah. And he's just detailing all the improvements, all the additions, all the little tweaks, things on those lines. And you see, it's just like like an an engine, like an actual machine, just fine tuning the process and just making it better and more realistic and just a better simulation of what it is to drive a car. Uh And to see that they were able to perfect that was absolutely awesome. And it makes sense. I've never seen... Forza is one of those franchises where I've never really, if, if it's happened, I missed it. But I've never heard that there was a down year of Forza. Like Forza, yeah. had, Forza hasn't had its Call of Duty Ghost year where people are like, all right, well, there was that one that came out, and then we move on until Modern Warfare comes back. Uh,
0: yeah, I'm gonna, I'm
1: just gonna skip this one. <laughs> yeah, whether it's Horizon or Motorsport they always tend to do well, which just means like, it's just a well-oiled machine and they're doing all the right things. They're not falling into, you know, the traps of say like a Madden where they put out a new one and it's just slightly enhanced, but it's still very much the exact same thing. And so people, you know, dock it for those reasons, they are finding ways to improve the genre and to still be the standard while doing some new things. But, also giving you something that feels very familiar and that's like what people want when people when you think about driving a car it's not i want it to drive differently it's no i want to drive a fucking car (laughs) And, and, and like if it also like handles better and has more horsepower things on those lines that's what people care about but outside of that they want it to work like a fucking car and so that's it when you're trying to come up with like when your focus is realism That should always be the objective of how you can improve and make it more realistic. And so, yeah, it seems like they've really done that. I'm also happy to see that in the review, at least through the explanation to see that Mexico is really getting its due just from all the lush environments, the different the breakdown of the the city that he was driving through, then going to, you know, the the wetlands then going up a mountain to get to really get the scale of the just the environments that you'll be covering. And I yeah, it just gets me excited to see as you explore the map. Like that's not one thing I ever think about in a racing game is the excitement of exploring the map of a racing game. And so yeah, I never
0: thought that would be a thing in racing. And now not only is it a standard, it's being perfected
1: (laughs) yeah and like to the point where you know like with tsushima like that's one of those things where it's like it's it's obviously an an, it's a game based on a previous period of time so it's not going to look the same but there is a part of you that makes you want to go visit tsushima Tsushima island and with this it's like damn like if you ever go to mexico and drive through mexico you'll probably be like i know how to get around these areas (laughs) because they've like actually broken it down and in a way obviously maybe at a smaller scale but yeah they they at least it seems like as far as the city goes in the layout they got it down pretty well and so things along those lines um that familiarity just kind of gives you like you know a little a little inspiration to maybe go see an area that you, that wouldn't have been on your radar at all and so um there are a lot of things going for this game and to know that the the vision has been executed so well is just a, a very promising thing um, especially when you when you hear like franchises, you know, fall off. This one has stayed the course and has definitely held on in exactly. every way possible. Yes, it's it's growing the beard. <laughs> yes, it has it has that. It's got that hair on its chest. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I
0: think. mean,
1: I mean, is there is there one car that you're looking most forward to a when, when you break it out?
0: Uh 2020 Corvette Stingray, the one um, if you remember the gameplay trailer they released for the game that the the most prominent trailer that people have seen that showcased the opening drive uh the orange car that they use to drive into the sandstorm that's the corvette it's mid-engine i think i think chevy decided to go all-wheel drive but we'll see because I want to drive it just because it's a mid-engine corvette that's something very interesting to me you know a lot of people were against corvette going mid-engine it was traditionally a, a, a for an engine car <laughs> <laughs> it's like come on fellas we got to innovate we got to do different things it's still a corvette it's still american let them let them reimagine their thing and just support them along the way uh, people also got upset when like sports cars and things like that, like Porsches suddenly have four doors. And then people really got upset when (laughs) the sports car brands started making trucks, like the Lamborghini truck, the Porsche truck, Mm -hmm. the the Bentley truck. Oh, that's not necessary. Oh, wait, this is very nice. (laughs) There's
1: like a Mustang SUV and things
0: like that. Yeah. (laughs) Like uh, the... Why are there trolls? in just every community. (laughs) I know. I know. (laughs) Don't change. Don't make something for other people. Just keep making the thing I like the way that I like it because Uh that's the way it was when I started liking it. (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious, but yeah, man, it's. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm more than likely gonna. If I don't see a straightforward path to it, I might, you know build up some credits and buy Lamborghini Huracan mm-hmm. Just because that's i I love all wheel drive cars and Lamborghinis seem to be the best mix of speed and handling when I play racing games like I favorite Lamborghinis ever since like Gran Turismo three or four It's I liken the experience of driving a Lamborghini in a video game uh, to riding a bear <laughs> because it's <laughs> because it, it hugs the road it'll get you there and it'll get you through those corners but it's fast it's just like gunning it down the straightaway Ah, brakes turn gripping accelerating oh man like it's just you can you can almost feel the g-forces through the controller when you're driving these cars at these speeds like sometimes in real nail biters of races when I'm negotiating the tracks and, you know, coming up on some real tough turns, maybe I'm leaving the ground a little bit because, you know, you go over, you go over a, a hump and you just, you get airborne and it's like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> Cause you, you never, like if you're just a little off and you're not going completely straight, you might spin out when you hit the ground and just slide off the track. So, you know, it's, it's pulse pounding it, it's sweaty hands sometimes when it, when a race is real close or just the track is really treacherous i'll finish and like my hands are shaking and that's the kind of feeling that i live for like that's the closest i'll be able to get to actually driving most of these cars so you know i get really into it i'll always look forward to racing games i'm really glad Playground went all out with Forza Horizon 5. Can't wait to get into it. Looking forward to really just sinking amazing hours into that game. I'm also going to be going back to Forza Horizon 4 from time to time just to finish off little things, try to lick the plate on that. But, you know, 5 more than likely is going to steal my heart the moment I boot it up. So, yeah, super pumped.
1: All right, well. You know, let's just carry that into our next topic of the week. Topic of the week. Uh, So when you were talking about Forza, you said uh, pulse pounding, sweaty hands. And when it comes to this game, I'm not sure if it's because of my excitement for this game or if it's because of my fear, that fear (laughs) that I have when it comes (laughs) to the time when I eventually play that. But A-Dub, we got a gameplay, I guess, overview, breakdown, a detailing. Of Elden Ring, yes. oh, and and it was every bit that it was absolutely amazing. I mean, I'll go over the surface area. I know you can get get more into it in detail. Mm-hmm. They showed a little bit of the uh, the co op. We saw some of that. We saw you know a, a, a bit more of a breakdown of the environments. We saw the the world map, how that's gonna look. Oh um, my
0: god, that map! I'm gonna spend so much time on it.
1: Yeah, we saw some of the enemy types. How just how it's gonna how it's going to present itself when you come across a camp that's being patrolled, <laughs> things on those lines, and what you could possibly find within that camp, uh, some of the the dungeons and the areas to explore in the map, and even a boss battle. And so, ADub, with you, I'll I'll let you take it from here, break it down detail wise. What what caught your eye? What 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 took it to the next level for you? What surprised you? We're not going to get into what let you down. We're just going to talk about positivity here. What what really got you going, Adele, when you saw this Elden Ring gameplay reveal?
0: Well, the thing the thing that should you know motivate and encourage any Souls fan is that nothing I saw disappointed me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything was good. Everything was great. Um, first and foremost, it looks like Souls, so that's good. Second and second most it sounds like Souls, which is even better. Like, all the classic sound effects are there. Like, the, the animations are clearly there, and this is a good thing because, you know, in a world where so much emphasis is put on graphics and you have know, a big-budget game, AAA, it's nice when a developer just sticks with what has worked and builds upon it iterates upon it because Elden Ring by all accounts looks like a culmination of all of the fantastic elements that FromSoft has developed from Demon Souls to Dark Souls 1 through 3 to Bloodborne to Sekiro, all coming together in Elden Ring. So we were introduced to the game, we're introduced to our mount. looks absolutely beautiful there's these golden world trees all over the place and it's open world it's souls like it's a big massive world you're outside and it's dark it's gloomy it's crumbling it's it's dead but undead (laughs) like Mm -hmm. you're you're riding around of course there's going to be areas where not much of anything is happening it's just environment and then you're gonna happen across you know just weird things happening that have nothing to do with the player. Like there may not even be, they may not even be interested in you. They're just going about their business, which I really like because when you're thinking about open world games, especially in the nature of like a Skyrim or fallout, typically everything you come across wants to kill you. And that's something that I was, that I'm really glad more open world games are getting away from because with elder ring, the world feels like it exists and you're just a part of it. So what we have seen, we've seen a lot of different weapons. And with that, we saw a lot of different fighting styles with those weapons, which is something, I don't know if that came with Dark Souls 3, but Dark Souls 3 did introduce the weapon arts system. So I believe all the different weapons had special moves. With Elden Ring, that system is sort of returning but at the same token you're going to be able to take the special move from different weapons and put them on the weapon of your choice so on top of being able to use different weapons and have their unique fighting styles i mean we saw things like you know dual wielding swords great swords giant axes a club a single-handed sword and all different kinds of single-handed swords really a spear and all that kind of stuff. So you have those different fighting styles and you're basically going to be able to create your own play style by pairing those weapons with their different weapon arts. Uh, we also saw the soul summoning mechanic. Now this isn't summoning other players from other worlds. That's still there and you can still enjoy playing this game with a co-op buddy, A-Dub, AMC, going to be ransacking. Let's mm-hmm. believe it control issues renegade samurai back in action y'all ain't ready but i digress you're still going to be able to use that system at the same token, you're also going to be able to capture the souls of defeated enemies and summon them in combat so we finally got to see that system at work uh a couple of times one the player summoned a group of Spirits and they just went ham on a group of enemies while the player held back, shooting fire arrows, jumping and shooting over his spirits. Like it was, it was quite a spectacle. It's like
1: and, summoned the beat beat 'em down crew, <laughs>
0: <laughs> J Town stomping all over. <laughs> <these two. laughs> and then uh, we saw it again later on in a boss fight in the game where the player summoned summoned a spirit and. It went toe-to-toe with the boss while the player was able to sneak around and get some free hits in. So that's going to be incredibly useful in the game. Uh, We also saw the use of magic, which, you know, magic seemed like its own thing in the Dark Souls game where it's like, okay, I'm going to make a magic build or I'm going to make a warrior build. Seldom have I seen those two things cross over. But with Elden Ring, it looks like you're going to be able to employ magic just as easily as you can pull out a pull out a weapon of your choice who knows if it's going to be like that but by and large it looks like magic is a very viable play style like it's even something i would be kind of interested in the player was able to shoot magic arrows individually as groups like pulling out three homing in on their target or at range so that was awesome uh we also Saw him shoot a a magic laser, (laughs) just drilling a a random boss that just happened across him and his his uh, multiplayer buddy as they were sneaking through the woods. And yeah, so yeah.
1: What I would say is that you know, especially when I think about Demon Souls, uh, I felt like that was like magic, and that was basically like my my hand is I'm shooting fire at you, and now I'm shooting something else at you. I'm shooting ice Mm -hmm. at you. Whereas this one looked like spells, like yeah. and there's there's a difference. There's there's magic and then there's spells because he like at one point like he called in like a rain like attack or something along those <laughs> lines, like acid
0: rain or like <laughs> raining arrows or something.
1: Yeah, so it was like the the magic in itself was utilized differently um, and just showed up differently. And so because of that, it, it seemed like you're an actual sorcerer rather than just a magic wielder. <clears throat> and so because of that, like it just took the, the magic genre to a new level, which is something that, you know, I didn't really get into magic in any of the games, uh, you know, after Demon Souls. And so I'm not sure where they took that to, but to see the progression. And I think that now like magic is truly like a viable play style in this as opposed to you know a secondary thing where it's like i have my sword and then i have a a bow on my back where i occasionally shoot an arrow it's like you could just straight up be a magician and fucking handle business in this game which is something that's completely appealing to me but keep going yeah to
0: yeah in response to that it definitely looked like you were conjuring power like i haven't seen that in souls before. I mean, they've always had different kinds of spells. But like you say, it was like I'm throwing ice, I'm throwing fire. Like this was by the by the wind of Graveyard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, it
0: was fucking like, power from other realms. And you know in
1: that in that too, it's uh because of the the variety of attack like we've seen like uh when he walked up to the the encampment and there's like a bunch of enemies like he was moving through with stealth and you can talk about that but say you get into a situation where it's not a one-on-one fight you now have spells that like have an area of effect as opposed to just focusing on a singular enemy and that's Mm -hmm. where the variety of spell casting really makes the the magician or the sorcerer or whatever you want to call him in this game um very viable because if say you're playing with a homie and you have like or you summon one of those things you send out the tank you can just be sitting back and and casting all these spells to take out groups of enemies as opposed to just focusing on a singular enemy with one spell at a time absolutely
0: and like you said you mentioned stealth the game is going to have a stealth mechanic that you know, the Souls games have always had somewhat of a subtle stealth, stealth mechanic where you could walk up behind enemies and catch them unaware with a with a properly timed visceral attack or backstab, hit them with that shink, <laughs> <laughs> kick them off the ledge, things, things of that nature. But this time you're going to be able to crouch, you're going to be able to creep around if you scout out an area well enough, you'll be able to carve a little path. We saw a section where the player was able to sneak up on an enemy, shoot him in the back with a sleeping arrow to knock him down and then while his body is laying there, hit him with the the death blow on the ground to finish him off. From there the player jumped off of a ledge and hit another character with a heavy attack that opened them up for a quick finish. So we're seeing bits of Sekiro in that regard where during combat there it's not so much about all right the enemy's shooting at me i mean the enemy's about to hit me parry hit him with the stab it's like you'll be able to hit them with heavy attacks and open them up within combat and hit them with those attacks rather than just having to have your shield and having to block the attack so that's an interesting that's an interesting you know I, I can't find the word for it, but that's a very good improvement to the overall formula. And the combat looks outstanding, man. You're, I, I just I can't go into too much detail, but it, being in the open world just presents so much different opportunity. Like we saw the player riding in, there were a bunch of enemies in a group, and in the distance you see this massive beast. Flying towards you. It's a dragon that swoops in, kills all those enemies, and you get all those souls, of course. And then as the dragon settles, it's like, oh, it's fixed its attention on me now. And it turns into this incredible boss battle that occurs right in the open. So it's not like you crossed into the fog and you're in an arena, which still is present in the game. I believe one of the demigods that you fight at the end of, you know, making your way through a massive castle, which could be a game on its own. You you penetrate the fog, and I'm guessing that's one of the mandatory boss fights, whereas this dragon and uh, there was another mounted boss on horseback that happened to ambush the player when they started unleashing all the most glorious magic that we've ever seen. So those just happen on the open. And that's going to be very interesting, especially for the people who are like, oh, I could just go anywhere. I could just explore. It's like, yeah, you're going to do just fine until you see that dragon coming in <laughs> from the horizon. Like, is it coming this way? It is coming this way. And dead. <laughs> yeah, it, that, that's going to be great. So, yeah, you got a world map, a highly detailed, massive world map, but in proper from software fashion it's not like it's going to be filled up with map markers with places of interest and things for you to do no you gotta do it yourself so when you're going about in the open world and you find something important or maybe you find a boss or maybe you find a place of interest that maybe you're not talented or leveled enough to go into you can place one of several different map markers on that location come back there later do you think keep moving around keep finding places where where you're wanted where you can survive and then you can come back and go to those later i've read info stating that there is a limit of 100 markers that can be placed which i am not i'm not angry about because of course a lot of people are like why can't i just place as many markers as i want and like, well the idea isn't for you to fill up the map with markers the idea for you is for you to mark things that you're going to come back to and engage with so as you come back and clear your old markers you're making it so you can make new markers and a hundred is more than enough so Stop your belly bitching. Uh, in addition to being able to place markers on places of interest and you know locations of bosses and things like that for you to come back to later, you can also place traditional waypoints in order to help guide you to your next location. You know, normally, from software games, don't hold your hand or anything like that. However, this being an open world game on such a large scale, it makes sense to have that kind of functionality in order to help you get around and get to where you're going. And speaking of getting around and getting to where you're going, as varied as the of the terrain, man, I'm having a hard time. This Elden Ring has just got me all tongue tied. But as varied in you know as varied as the topography is, you have a mount to help you get around at a higher speed. And that mount, which isn't really a horse, it's like a giant goat, the It's capable of getting on these like magical jump pads or like gusts of wind that allow it to ascend to dizzying heights in order for you to more easily traverse the more vertical topography of the map and get around. It also seems to have some kind of double jump that may be to help insulate it from any kind of falls that are too high. So yeah, you'll be able to do that the mount gets summoned from the ether and vanishes into the ether when you get off of it. So you don't have to worry about, you know, whistling and hoping it can pathfind and come and get you. So oh, this is not red dead. This is Elden
1: Ring. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's just stuff that happens outside. Once you actually find places and find things you're interested in, that's when you get to go inside. And this is where, Elder Ring is really going to set itself apart from other open world games of a similar ilk, whether it's by structure or just by visual quality. Like, you know, Fallout, Witcher 3, Elder Scrolls, they have a decent amount of interiors. A lot of it is kind of straightforward. It's not really... The interiors aren't really the draw of the game. It's more about the, the outside and the open world itself. With Elden Ring, the open world is massive. It's just darkly detailed and grim. Looks lived in, looks like it died and looks like it was resurrected you know, against its will. But once you go inside, that's where you start to see the Miyazaki magic. That's where you start to see the legacy of Dark Souls and Bloodborne in Sekiro because it's every bit as complex and, you know, labyrinthine labyrinthine as any of the past games. So, you're going to delve into these dungeons and spend great amounts of time. You know, things are still cleverly hidden. If you move too fast, an enemy might grab you by the neck and stab you in the back. You know, it's, oh man, it's just it's big souls. And that's all anybody wanted, it looks like. Fromsoft is going to deliver on a massive level. Like AMC, like what else did you see that you found interesting? Because I can go on forever if you allow me to.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you pretty much broke it all down. Uh, as I said, the magic part was a big part for me. Uh, just seeing all the different spells and, that they were utilizing in the in the combat situations and the encounters. Um, you know. I always enjoy when a developer um or a trailer whatever when i have one when i go in with one thought and i can eat crow but in a good way as it now being like you know i i judge this game and not necessarily this game i judge the franchise in that uh, or the genre i should say because i beat demon souls i really enjoyed demon souls played dark souls didn't beat that and then uh, i played Bloodborne didn't beat that. And you had mentioned to me when we learned that Elden Ring was being delayed to March or to febu- late February. And you had mentioned to me, like, oh, so like, do you plan on getting Horizon or Elden Ring? And I said, like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really think so. And when I broke down um, Elden Ring, it was for all the reasons I had mentioned above. I was like, I didn't beat their past couple games. And so why would I get another game um, if that's basically the way it's turned out every time I've tried to touch any of their games as of late, but seeing this one and you know, there is a difference. There's, there's something to like packaging something and giving it to you in a different way that just changes your opinion on it. And it takes me back to um, even our discussion with the, you know, uh, Grand Theft Auto and me saying that I didn't play Grand Theft Auto three or Vice city and, the first one I played with San Andreas and there was something about the package of San Andreas that was different from other games. That being, you know, the West coast CJ, all that good stuff. CJ, Yeah. Yeah. That representation. And, and so, you know, just that different packaging made the game more appealing to me. And with this one seeing, Oh, this is souls, but it's open world souls. And so it's like their take on it. Um, Even you, you got vibes of this with breath of the wild, where it's like, we've had all these, we've had all these great open world games and then they take Zelda and they make their version of that. And it becomes one of the greatest games of all time. And you see that with Elden Ring where it's like, we've had our, we've had our taste of souls games. Um, they've done some really awesome different things. Like second being a big one um, was just a way to like change up, you know, the format, the formula, but also still give you that great feeling that you get from those, those style of games. And this one, yeah, as you're saying, it's it's bringing it all together and just getting it in this package of an open world just makes it that much more appealing to me, especially due to the variety of the game, um, as you mentioned, with all the different weapons and things along those lines. But really seeing the environment, seeing the maps and knowing that because there's going to be all these different spells and staffs and weapons that you can utilize, it really encourages you encourages the player to explore and seeing the detail in the environments, the care that they put into those environments um, makes that process of exploring less of a grind and um, just something that just, you know, keeps you constantly engaged. And so it has everything going perfectly for it, but in that souls package where, you know, a lot of games when you play, especially those open world games, you play them and, you're kind of just you're coming across minions you're just fucking them all up but
0: mm-hmm. knowing
1: that this is a souls game and that in any corner uh as they showed a mini boss could just jump out of the just, just come, <laughs> come charging at you yes. on on horseback and next thing you know you're just in a now a, a boss fight And so because of that you've never really had that that sense of um insecurity in an open world i like, I mean, the only time I can really think of is maybe going all the way back to Final Fantasy VI and the possibility of what Doom is showing up and just fucking your shit up if you're yeah. not prepared in that blimp. Um, but yeah, that can't like, just can't just be
0: flying in friendly skies <laughs> out there.
1: <laughs> exactly. And but with Souls, it's now the entire map. There's just a possibility, and you could just get caught off guard and you know get your ass beat by just a random enemy you know, on the map. On top of that. Uh, seeing um the different uses of the weapons uh especially when at some point like it looked like he was uh, like casting a spell on his sword to then yes. almost look like a spirit sword like a la like trunks and um and using that and getting off like a heavy attack with that and so even then there's magic that can be utilized with the weapons, so you don't necessarily just have to be a spell caster you could be a spell wielder who is still like a battle mage but you have you have (laughs) magic to then enhance your 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 attacks and so with that like it just the variety and possibility just really takes me back to demon souls where they had all those different class types in the very beginning that you can choose from this one it's a little more open-ended but you can really decide your build and really um like just take that to the next level and so it's it's gonna be really awesome to then see other people play this game and to see what what styles they've come up with uh to really um you know take full advantage of their play styles and so yeah it's uh this game has so much going for it it's now not uh a pass it is a hard buy Mm -hmm.
0: um
1: as i mentioned to you uh so the the tough thing with this with the release date is it's coming out a little before triangle strategy and that game was a day one for me and so this would have to be one of those things like where it came out and not necessarily like a 10 out of 10, but it's just the reviews are just stellar and it's a must play and it already has so much going for it where it might just be one of those things where it's like, you know what? I just don't want to wait for Triangle Strategy to come out. Uh, I There's already an amazing game here. And when I get to Triangle Strategy, that game will also be amazing when I get to it. So it's in that category now where it could be just completely fucking up my, my, my timetable, my plans, because the game looks that awesome. And this, this reveal was more than enough. Um, I mean, we, we saw some gameplay before, but this, this in-depth reveal was more than enough to now, you know, make me a believer. I'll say dub. Absolutely.
0: I mean, I, I was always down. Unfortunately, I'm gonna, I'm siding with horizon forbidden West in this ever since elder ring got pushed but Elden Ring is definitely happening right after I get through Horizon. Don't know if I'm going to go straight for the platinum on Horizon with Elden Ring just sitting around, (laughs) but I'm definitely going to be playing Elden Ring. I mean, just the, the video was packed with so much detail. I mean, even the small things like them adding a jump function significantly changes what you can do with the game because that... Allows you to explore these levels in different ways. You can platform your way outside of a castle and finding your own unique paths to, you know, items and treasures that are laying around. There's a crafting system, and you're gonna have to find resources out in the world. You can mark them on your map too, so that you can craft the materials you're going to need to engage these enemies and take the take these motherfuckers down. Like they're you're gonna wanna get to high ground and use your binoculars to scout out an area. Maybe you see a treasure and you wanna see who's, who's around protecting it. You could stealth your way through there. And, oh my God, and just the scale of this game, the towering landscape, it's still souls. Even though it's in this massive open world, it's still souls. You're still going to come upon these looming, imposing structures that you're then going to make your way inside, explore every square inch of, and then take on the Lord of the manor. You're still going to go underground and find these dark, decrepit pathways with these like emaciated bodies that are reanimating to come after you. You're still going to be finding magical walls that you strike and that reveal hidden passages with treasures and things like that uh you're go- you're gonna have your weapon arts you're gonna have your armors different kinds of looks and armor i imagine those are going to have stats that play into your ability to survive in the open world you're going to be creeping through the woods you're going to be avoiding bosses coming out to to fight you you're going to be oping with your buddies <laughs> it's it's going to be awesome i you better let me know when you get this game, so that we can just tear apart the worlds between you. together. AMC with the magic, A-Dub with the weaponry, engaging the boss close quarters. AMC, I got a spell coming. I'm getting out the way, <laughs> getting my weapon arts, getting off all kinds of crazy attacks. This this is gonna be amazing. I mean, it still retains so much of the souls born. Kiro <laughs> DNA that we've all known and loved, but it's all come together in this breathtaking example of all the things that From Software has become capable of with all these games. So, Elden Ring, very excited for it. Sad it got delayed, even if it's only a month, but if it's going to result in this being a more perfect package when it comes to market, then that's what's necessary. So, Take your time from soft. However, yeah. there's some people. There are some people who don't take no time.
1: Yeah.
0: They just get right to hating. Just hey. another soul. Uh, same old saying. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> we got you, troll, of the week. Week. troll, troll of the little week. week. Troll, troll of the little week. Troll little week. So we kind of got a doubleheader. So we talked about Forza Horizon 5 a little bit, celebrating its its victory with its critical reception. So we got some trolls from there. We also got some Elden Ring (laughs) trolls. First, we go with the Horizon 5 trolls. Uh, First one says, Why is this this, what is with me being tongue-tied today? Why does this look like every generic racing game I've played in the past decade? Uh, Well, most of the racing games you've played in the past decade have either been Forza Motorsport or Forza Horizon. <laughs> so that would explain a bit of that. They are, Microsoft puts these games out more frequently than Sony and Polypony Digital put out uh, Gran Turismo. I think the last Gran Turismo we had was GT Sport, and before that, Gran Turismo 6. We have Gran Turismo 7 coming next year. In the meantime, between that, we've probably had. Th- 2, 3, maybe 4 Forza Horizons. We've had several Forza Motorsports. We're waiting on Forza, Forza Motorsport 8 and we just got Forza Horizon 5. Um, Forza Horizon 5 does not look generic. It looks breathtaking and it's damn near photorealistic, which I can't wait to experience, although I'm a little upset that I haven't upgraded my TV yet because I want to see that on the OLED. Oh,
1: 4K. You're playing with 69. that question is are you running it through the speakers or through the headphones both yeah (laughs) Yes. (laughs) not at the same
0: time but you know what i mean it's like it it's either or because i mean i can't say enough about what sony has done with their tempest audio on the playstation 5 because even the backward compatible games have new life breathed into them with the way that their audio is being interpreted by the machine. But, you know, the Series X is no slouch either. The audio sounds awesome. I've heard good things about the audio improvements that are going on in Forza Horizon 5. So I'm just looking forward to turning it up just loud enough to not piss off my neighbors and really enjoy that the, the throaty roar of just that Lamborghini engine <laughs> that Bronco oh driving that Corvette get my Aston Martin uh, yeah. and then all just all the other cars along the way that you know I completely forgot about all the various Ferraris of course I'm going to get a Porsche as a, as a tribute to a friend who I knew who who drives a Porsche a couple friends actually but um, they got
1: that Gotti in there
0: oh they got see and I haven't even endeavored to to drive any Bugattis I am
1: I don't know if they're in
0: there. I don't think I've ever seen one, but if they are, it would be interesting to pull out a a, a Chiron or (laughs) whatever other Bugattis that there are. I'm not too into them just off their design, but I 100% respect their power and their ability to just devour a long stretch of road, so... We'll see what goes on there. Next troll says, looks like every racing game in the past decade. I'm sure it's great for a generic racing game. Uh, Just harping on the issue. Next troll is pretty much the same troll. All three of these are the same guy. He's just going in. It's a generic racing game. If you played one, you played them all. Mm. I I don't know about all that. But the thing is, If you played one and you enjoyed it, then you're probably going to enjoy new ones because they just keep getting better. They keep looking better. They keep offering newer and better vehicles. They keep offering wider selections of customization options. They keep giving you better control. They give you, we got seasons now with Forza Horizon 4. Bringing that to the game, and I imagine that's carrying over to five. Seeing rainstorms, you got sandstorms, you getting weather events. You got all expeditions, kinds of we got expeditions. Oh, getting expeditions with these expeditions.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got expeditions. You got you got a more focused progression path with the development of the Horizon Festival. You have more handcrafted races. I believe championships are back. That's some stuff I've seen online. So I I need to verify that. I started with Forza Horizon 4, so I don't know what the Forza Championships are like, which so that's something that I'm looking forward to when I get into five. Next Troll says 10 times better than any walking simulator, cutscene driven garbage Sony has to offer. Uh... It's like why can't you just enjoy that Microsoft Made a fantastic game, you know. Microsoft finally getting the highest marks for their software that I've ever seen. I think they got they got a 10 for Flight Simulator. Mm-hmm. Now they got a 10 for Forza Horizon 5. Some people are trying to attribute the 10 for Death Loop to Microsoft as if they developed that game when they just bought it when it was almost done and already signed as a Sony timed exclusive for a year or so. Yeah, if you're gonna count that as a ten, you're putting a big ass asterisk next to that because Microsoft didn't make
1: that. I mean, let's take a round here. <laughs> but I don't know if it's gonna be better, but don't try to act like Sony doesn't have a racing game coming out next year. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, don't know if it's gonna be better. I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be a simulation racer, so it's gonna be more realistic. And it's going to be track oriented. So it's not going to be open world. It's going to be a very different racing
1: game. They and they're all the same. You,
0: know, you, played them you played when he played them all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Horizon, it's it's not a sim racer in the same vein as Gran Turismo. It's motorsport that's more of the sim racer. So that would be where the fair comparison lies. I imagine a lot of people are going to be. If Gran Turismo 7 doesn't get a 10. You know, everybody's going to be like, oh, Forza Horizon 5 is the better king, it's better race king, Forces the king, yeah. playground, turn 10. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> and then Forza Motorsport 8 comes out and probably scores a little. Wow, we'll see. I don't know. I'm not stirring the pot Next troll says <laughs> laughing my ass off This is literally just a rehash Of the first four games You're still just racing cars Talk about lazy developers uh,
1: Why are we still racing cars in a racing game? In a racing uh, game uh, <laughs> <laughs> For race spaceships <laughs> It's a racing day.
0: It's like getting mad at Madden for still being football. What the fuck wrong here? Like, this is what we sign up for, especially as, as car. If you're a car person, a car enthusiast, just if you just like to drive, if you're a gearhead, All you want is better car games. This is not a rehash of the first four games because this isn't the first four games. This is the culmination of all the successes of the first four games, presented as a new product that looks phenomenal, that more than likely plays phenomenal, offers more options, more choices, a bigger map, higher peaks. And just oh, this is so much. I can't wait. I'm just thinking about it. It's the same thing with Elden Ring, which brings us to our next group of trolls. Uh, First troll says, looks like more of the same.
1: uh, Theme is building. uh.
0: (laughs) Newsflash, (laughs) that's what people wanted. (laughs) Next troll says, overhyped game. Uh, Elden Ring hasn't gotten a lot of hype. A lot of people are hyped for it there's a difference next troll says reeks is any generic playstation game i don't even know what that sentence means or is getting at number one elder ring is multi platform and cross generation so it's not just a playstation game and yes it reeks of the rotting flesh of the decaying world that we'll be traipsing through for dozens of hours at a time, and I, I swear on everything, I'm going to complete Elden Ring. I'm i gonna buy that game. I'm going to finish it, and I'm going to be glad I did. I'm going to explore every square inch of it. Oh, I can't. I can't wait to find my favorite places in there. I'm still. I still want to relive the moment of emerging in the Tower of Latria in Demon Souls, like the introduction to that region was by far one of the most mystifying and breathtaking experiences I've ever had in a FromSoft game. And they, they're really good at doing that. All their games usually have just, oh man, just not, they always have these picturesque, gorgeous landscapes and environments, but there's always your favorite place that just sticks in your mind, whether it's, it's just terrifying or it's just awe-inspiring. All the same, Nextroll says, looks like more of the same to me. Yeah. <laughs> Nextroll says, looks extremely outdated. PS3 wants its graphics back. LMAO.
1: Cell yes. processors uh. I
0: mean, People are going to learn one of these days It's not about the raw visual quality It's about the art direction And how particular scenes are put together I mean just based off Of the demo Two two locations stand out to me The castle Of the demigod uh, The golden I forget what his name is The guy with 75 arms A giant axe and a, a dragon arm <laughs> yeah we didn't even talk about the demigod fight where this massive dude with these massive weapons is just wrecking shop while you're trying to do whatever you can to endure (laughs) as you're getting tossed around like defending yourself but still getting knocked all over the place by just the sheer power and force of the swings of his weapon it's unbelievable but yeah look ps3 wants his graphics back ps3 wouldn't be able to support a game like elden ring i think people forget how ps3 looked now don't get me wrong i was totally satisfied with the way ps3 looked especially towards the end of its life cycle when it started getting games like grand theft auto 5 when it started getting games like uh what's the other one the last of us you know infamous 2 Un- uncharted 2 uncharted 3 like ps3 had a lot of legs but something like elden ring with that world and that draw distance and that that depth the heights (laughs) oh man it's come on now Mm next troll says way too many souls games is the problem Mm -hmm. way too many souls games let's see we got three dark souls one demon souls and now we're getting Elden Ring, which is very much in the vein of Souls. Uh, if you want to count Bloodborne and Sekiro, so that's what, roughly seven? Seven games from From Software over the course of 12 years. Of course, there are the clones. However, From Software is the originator of this style of games, Dark Souls being the most influential game of the past decade, according to many publications, and just evidenced by the different ways in which tributes to Dark Souls have popped up in other games. I mean, there's a, there's a sword for a bonfire hidden in the Eichenwald map of Overwatch. Like there's, a lot of games have like a little bonfire somewhere <laughs> or some kind of Dark Souls tribute because it's a game that left a deep bloody impression on everybody who enjoyed it to the tune of Dark Souls 3 reaching a staggering 10 million plus in, in sales. So From Software has found their hit, they found their niche and they're digging in it, and finding ever increasing amounts of gold the further that they go. So there's no reason for them to stop, even though I believe they said that Souls is done and Elden Ring looks like it's going to be Miyazaki's magnum opus for this formula. So that's going to be very exciting to finally get our hands on. And hopefully they take all this knowledge and experience that they've gained with their their hit franchise, their their new genre, their hit game style, and they bring that back to some of their other beloved franchises. I'm looking at Armored Core. I need Armored Core 6, please, please give me Armored Core 6. Next show says, am I the only one just not seeing what's so amazing here? It doesn't look bad by any means, but it's just Dark Souls 4 with jumping. I was just expecting more for a game that has such insane hype. Uh, Dark Souls 4 with jumping was what people wanted. Like how many times does this have to be repeated or reiterated like this is the game people want. At the same token, if you could watch that 15 minute gameplay trailer 15 minutes <laughs> barely any time at all like you'll you'll die more times in that in that stretch <laughs> than you'll see of the actual game but if you saw that trailer and you didn't see anything that sets this game miles apart from any of its predecessors and forebears then either you're just not in tune with this franchise you don't know what you're looking at or you're just out there hating with no aim or intention other than to try to take the steam out of this fantastic gameplay reveal. Because we've saw, we saw how you move through the world. We saw what happens as you move through the world. We saw the things that you come across within the world. We saw the places that you can go in the world. We saw the heights of the world. We saw the bosses and the creatures That hold court Over the world We saw imposing structures We saw dark depths We saw saw Ambushes We saw sneaking We saw platforming We saw all the things That are going to make this game stand out Above everything else in 2022 So if that's not for you Kick rocks And move along Next troll says same old same it's what we wanted, baby. We got it. Next show says, looks great. I sure hope they have a difficulty setting so real gamers can enjoy this. Yeah. <sighs> the real gamers who can't even enjoy the game as it is the real gamers who need a game to change in order for them to get in just so they could say it was too easy and hate on it online Uh, the real gamers who put everything on easy because they don't want to engage with the challenges of the gameplay mechanics that the developers spent years of their lives and millions of dollars crafting in the most perfectly balanced manner possible i mean dark souls is dark souls is fine wine aged in barrels waiting For someone someone to taste it. It's real gamers. Real gamers play games. Real gamers don't demand developers change things. Real gamers get in there, they figure it out, and they grow. They improve. This is a hobby about skill. It's about challenge. It's about overcoming. It's about enduring. It's about surviving. It's about perfecting. Becoming the greatest. I want to be the very best. (laughs) I I just don't understand AMC. How do people not get it? Uh, Especially with this whole easy mode thing. I don't understand. At some point, at some point, you're going to have to play the game. At some point, you're going to have to learn the mechanics, even on the most basic level. If you want to progress, you're never going to get around needing to play the game. No matter what difficulty setting it's at, it's not gonna play itself for you. It's not gonna lay down and let you walk past it without coming and stabbing you in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this, is, this is Dark Souls. Last troll says, looks generic. It's been overhyped and it's going to release as overrated, overhyped garbage. I don't even have anything for that. Yeah. Because at, at some point, people just run out of creative things to say. They run out of things they need to be refuted. You got an audience of over 10 million people that are desperately waiting for Elden Ring. You got a developer that listens to its fan base and not its haters and does everything it can to not only preserve the things that its fan base enjoys, but to also give the fan base more things that will make the stuff they already enjoy more enjoyable. Elden Ring is going to be the culmination of all things Souls, Sekiro, and Bloodborne. It will stand as the pillar of this genre, and it will also be a brand new take on how to make an open world game, It'll be the closest thing to the open world horror that I've always wanted, where you're going to these gloriously gloomy locations. There's danger and caution around every corner. You know, it, just the challenges, the discovery, like every, every new site, every new little glimmer of light that's daring you to come claim it you know, to overcome the challenges that it's hiding, it's, it's going to be glorious. Like, it's, I like the kind of exploration where I have to earn my right to be somewhere. I don't like the exploration where it's just like, oh, that looks cool. I'm going over there. All right, I'm here. It looks cooler up close. Now I'm leaving. It's I like stuff where it's like, that looks amazing. Ah, and that thing standing there, let me go see if I can get by it. <laughs> Let me go see if I'm capable of of earning passage through this area. Like that's what it's about. Like I don't wanna just don't get me wrong, there's a place for the open world games where, you know, you get in your car, you drive around. Forza Horizon Five. You know, I drive around, but you're gonna wanna race and you're gonna wanna get the gold, you're gonna wanna get credits, you're gonna wanna get cars, you're gonna wanna open Tougher races, you're going to want to get better cars. Different cars, take, you're going to want to experiment with everything in order to get the most out of the experience. Some people may just want to get their favorite car and drive around the map with no aim or purpose, and hey, you can do that. Not with Elden Ring. If you're going to go around, you're going to go running around, you're going to explore, okay, get past that. Get past him first. Go in and clean. To go in and claim a, loc- a location. That's what I'm about. <laughs> just to take over and then just pillage it for all of its secrets, all of its worth. Like You're in a dangerous world. It, it, there's no greater feeling than becoming strong enough and skilled enough to survive in it. And that's just Something a lot of gamers are either going to have to figure out or just be satisfied with never understanding. But the barrier to entry is not going to get lower. You either rise to the occasion or you fuck off. AMC, any final words?
1: No final words. These guys can kiss my ass with (laughs) with their generic takes of games being too generic same old same yeah <laughs> uh, uh, man, that was great um that's a great way uh do you have any quick hits before we get out of here we're about like we're at the hour 40 mark none whatsoever nah i got none i'm ready for dinner and i know you're ready for forza do you have any final words before we get out of here
0: uh, it, it's already the best time to be a gamer but that time is going to get even sweeter as we get to the fruits of all this waiting. As this current generation of hardware begins to grow its feathers and spread its wings, we're starting to see how high it can really get. We got Forza Horizon 5 already out. We got Elden Ring nearing completion. We got Halo coming out next month. We're going to see what that's all about. See it in the wild. We're going to see Horizon Forbidden West pretty soon. We're going to see current Turismo 7. And then once we get through Q1 2022, like that's when things are really going to start taking off. We're going to see the current-gen exclusive software. We're going to see China stepping into the game with all their glorious offerings. It, it's... Oh, my goodness. Like, can't... As someone who grew up with gaming right alongside it. How do you feel seeing how far this industry and its products have come from our humble beginnings in the, the 8-bit era?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's like, when I'm just happy, as you mentioned with China, just seeing the game, like the development go more global. It was very hyper-focused. I felt like for a while, at least... Um, just from my perspective of basically North America or the U S and Japan. Yeah. And now to see all these different regions getting into the game and bringing their own flavor, but also giving us like a somewhat familiar experience that like we come to see, but just with a, a different cultural perspective behind yeah. those things, I think it's going to be awesome to see how games can grow from a t- storytelling perspective. Once we see all these new hands, um, you know, leave their imprint on it and so yeah that's that's my big thing uh, i can't wait to just see what comes down the line because then as those things come they'll all influence each other we know it's like a copycat league when it comes to game development and it'll just continue to grow and evolve from there and so yeah it's uh it's insane and the hardware is now there to really take it to that next step so the table set all the pieces are right in place and now it's just time to execute and by the looks of it, these developers know what they're doing. All the, the, just the years of just shared knowledge are now building and culminating in just, what just seems to be just hit after hit after hit. And it's awesome. Not too many games come out that are broken or unfinished. We're not hearing about, about that as much this, like at, at the point right now. And so, yeah, things are, things are great, I, I I'll say. And I'm absolutely looking forward to what we have coming next year in 2022. This is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is yeah. Control Issues. We are Control Issues. Thanks for playing suckers. suckers.